0: now and welcome to Quantum Drive. I'm Rob. I'm Katie. And our ongoing mission is to discuss every episode of the Orville, except sometimes we go off on side missions where we talk to cast and crew of the show itself. In this particular episode, we're going to be speaking to Brooke Noska, who is the visual effects producer on the show. We talked to her extensively about uh, identity parts one and two and all the work that went into it.
1: I really enjoyed chatting with her, and we got to meet her dog, Bruce Wayne Jr. He made a cameo. You guys can't see him, but he made a cameo appearance on the video feed as we interviewed her, and that made my day.
0: Also, just so people are aware, uh, there are spoilers coming up for future episodes, so if you have not seen through season two of The Orville, then you might want to save this episode for later, wait until you catch up on all the episodes. And then come back and check out this interview so you don't get anything spoiled ahead of time. Uh, but aside from that, please enjoy this interview with visual effects producer, Brooke Nasca. So we wanted to talk primarily about identity parts one and two. Because when it comes to visual effects, I mean,
2: <laughs>
0: that's the big one right there. But one of the questions I had was that even though like people think about visual effects as being part of the post-production process primarily but there's got to be a lot of stuff that comes beforehand right just to make sure things run smoothly
3: oh yeah i mean we we're in pre-production production production, post-production scoring coloring like we're, we're a part of the entire thing which is so cool about the visual effects of this show in particular is that we get to see it from page to screen and like even the different edits that it goes through within production meetings, within table reads, um, even just on the day shooting it, like it's, it's always a changing beast just because something works or something doesn't. But for us, for that particular battle, Orville had never done a battle before. So we kind of just were like, well, these are the main points that we think are being depicted in the script. And we started doing some previs. And then all of a sudden it was millions of laser blasts and just total carnage and we were like yeah this looks totally cool (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean and we just wanted to make sure that we had reference available for you know when they were shooting to know hey if we're gonna turn left like we're turning left if we're Mm -hmm. turning right if we're gonna have something you know run into us everybody's kind of reacting so we had you know very elementary elements that we had available that just kind of were the basis of what we were able to build into in post production and uh working with the cut and working with Tom and making sure that those beats were all hit and that it looked extremely badass. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So because you have to work with uh the existing stuff too and you have a presence on set and everything. Is it is it more difficult to work on a scene where you are really in control of the entire environment you're generating the entire thing or is it trickier to deal with the live action element that you have to incorporate the visual effects into?
3: Um, I mean, they're really, they're different, they're different strengths and different weaknesses. Um, you know, if we are creating an entire world, obviously it's way easier for production to be like, and whatever visual effects does, and then we can kind of back into it. (laughs) Um, other times it's like, all right, we built all this and then like, whatever visual effects can do in this little tiny space. And we're like, all right, so we'll, or it'll be like, Hey, we built this really big thing and you guys have to extend it or, you know, put it into a world or whatever. So, I mean, it really just is the name of the beast for us because we are in space. So, obviously, we're not shooting in space. Uh, so, no. everything <gasps> is. American I know, American no. I know. <laughs> I'm hey, don't tell Elon Musk. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, everything is a visual text. It just kind of depends on the different moves of the camera, or, you know, if we want to go to a very gaseous place or, you know, something where there's a lot of interactive, like in the first episode of last season when we saw that planet, you know, breaking apart, like that's a lot of time consuming elements and renders and effects sims. Whereas if we're just hanging out above a rock planet, you know, that's not as interactive as where we need, you know, lighting or any you know, of that kind of stuff. So
1: it really just depends on what we're doing. <laughs> Do you have to blend a lot of practical effects with the visual effects for the Orville? Um, we we love practical effects because it's real and we love real stuff. Yeah.
3: But it's kind of hit or miss sometimes because it won't be as extreme and grandiose as what we end up making it. So it'll be kind of more of a hybrid of this is where we started and this is us building onto it. But our artists also will take time sometimes to shoot their own elements. So if there's are sparks or something, so it falls, you know, with how natural gravity mm-hmm. falls or, mm-hmm. you know, we're really like enhancing those specific elements, but they weren't shot on set it was just shot against a blue screen or a green screen so they can comp them in or X, Y, and Z. So yeah, we we do a lot of stuff on our own, but we also like to enhance things.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. How much do you modify concept art? Because I we we've, we've talked to Lex before and you gave us a little bit of an idea about that before when we talked to you briefly. But I imagine when you get concept art, there are things that you need to change, whether it be for budget reasons or just for practicality reasons. How big are those changes usually?
3: Um, the good thing working on this show is the, the buck starts, stop, starts and stops with uh, Seth MacFarlane's vision. So mm-hmm. if he wants to see something, it pretty much rides true to the end. Uh, the only changes that really happen are taking it from like a conceptual, you know, paint strokes drawing mm-hmm. and making it into that physical world that our actors are breathing, touching, feeling. There are some times where we'll present something and it'll be even more <laughs> elaborate than what Lex and his department have provided. But that's really just because we have the ability to take live footage and kind of augment it into into the world and just kind of bring all mm. the little pieces together. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, there hasn't been any like drastic changes of he makes a desert mountain and it turns into like Darth Vader's castle. Like yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> nothing crazy like that's happened. But yeah, I mean, and sometimes again, it's just really just, kind of the finessing as the process goes like you know one is written as kalon is this very interesting techie world and then when we get to our location we're like or there's a lot of glass so we'll like see what we can move with that so yeah, yeah um it's just kind of taking taking it step by step and then we're kind of the bow on top <laughs> yeah. ship it over to ship it over to you guys and see how it works <laughs>
0: I know, uh, especially in this episode, the the big ship battle is the thing that everyone looks at and goes, wow, that's amazing. And it is. There's no doubt. I'm also curious, (laughs) though, about the things that people don't think about being visual effects. Like, I'm sure there are little flourishes and things done here and there that we wouldn't even notice just because they're so well done. Is there anything in particular in this episode that we wouldn't think of as a visual effect?
3: Um, I think the most impressive, the most impressive part about this battle is that Uh, that you can follow every single step and you feel like you are like you're following through play by play and like, you know, what's happening. And if you take that micro focus um, just out a little bit more, then you can kind of see like the sub stories of like, Oh, and then this guy's getting blown up over here and there's this chase over here. And then if you take it even wider, not many people realize that there's all these like little vignettes in the background of like these little miniature battles and they have like their own story. And we make sure that we track every level of that all the way through to like where the Orville is at. So if you're on, you know, if you're on the side of the moon headed towards the earth, you can't see as many of those because we started this battle further away. And that's where like the main part of it is, but you can see like little pew pews in the background. And then (laughs) as we get closer to earth, like that kind of dies back. And so, yeah, there's a lot of little finite details in the battle uh, itself that I think really serve as just, again, another piece of the puzzle that kind of just brings it all together and makes even just like the miniature attention to detail, like even just so like crazy. (laughs)
0: I love how pew pews seems to be a common phrase. (laughs) Oh
3: yeah. Me and uh, me and the boyfriend, we, uh, since he just finished up star Wars, we're, we're the
1: pew pew family. (laughs) Nice.
3: (laughs) Should have been our Christmas card. It's like, love the pew
1: pews. (laughs) It's always next year. You could do it next year. (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll do it again. (laughs) I'm always curious from a viewer perspective how long that battle sequence took to put together from start to finish.
3: Um yeah, well the problem with visual effects is you always have, you know, you can have too much time and you can have not enough time. There's never mm-hmm. like just enough time. I mean, we could have we could have mastered this in another like 3 months, 6 months, like it could have been even crazier and wilder. But from kind of start to finish I turned it over. So, I mean, not including like all the pre-visualization that Brandon and his team did together, but once I handed it to our vendors to when it aired was about seven and a half weeks which is (laughs) Mm -hmm. mind-blowing. I mean, there was a lot of like, I don't know if we're going to make it. Like, guys, and they're like, no, no, it's going to be fine. I'm like, okay, if you say so. And they're like, trust us. And I'm like, I do. I just don't know. (laughs) Like, these are massive renders. Like, putting a fireball in anything, let alone space, let alone billions of them, is like so nuts and then talking with the sound guys and they're like there's literally millions of blasts here like can we get (laughs) anything and I'm like I'm trying to go as fast as it's okay so yeah it was about seven and a half eight weeks if we literally like touched down to the minute that it aired but yeah it was it was nuts and honestly like my hat's off to every person that worked on it ever from the DI that was just like, here we go, it's in space. Like, we'll see what happens to the orchestra that made an amazing oh, score off of such it. Such a mm-hmm. good score. And yeah, and the mixing team, like they did amazing. And you know, editorial was there with us the entire way. Just like, what can we do? And I'm like, just stand back guys. <laughs> like we're coming at hot. We have five <laughs> other episodes to do. <laughs> Which was like crazy because we weren't just like, oh, this is it. Like that was the middle of the season. And we were like, oh crap, we still have the rest of the season to do. So like, was like let's have a little bit of champagne and then we got to get back to work yeah
0: yeah when we talked about it we were just like oh they decided to just drop a like huge movie in the middle of yeah. the second season
3: oh our bad sorry <laughs> sure you guys are still out there watching
0: oh yeah oh yeah i had read too that the scene started off being maybe like two minutes planning wise and then it yeah. got stretched out to the length that it is now how did that happen
3: uh well masterfully brandon has an amazing eye for like just placement and just overall like placement of camera placement of ship action like it's amazing um so we kind of just went with like go big and hopefully you know seth will just pare it down to his favorite shots and then it was kind of like oh i love all of it and we're like oh (laughs) Uh, okay and he's like we just put it all in there right we're like yeah i mean you're the guy so yeah sure we can do that and he's like all right cool and we're like all right now we have you know 10 minute battle <laughs> that's amazing um, but yeah i mean it was also like why not also because we have never done anything like that before and i i think part of the part of the challenge that was exciting for us was to be a broadcast show doing these crazy things that only really streaming or features were doing yeah and we were kind of like yeah you know what we're ready like yeah yeah move out the way <laughs> dragons we're here like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was it was kind of exciting kind of nervous kind of lack of sleep lots of red bull yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah it was it was a ton of fun i mean at the end of the day the most rewarding part was sitting here with the 12 visual effects people and the three previous guys and tom and hillary and bart and all those guys and just like watching The episode on our like crappy TV that we have here, and then just like watching Twitter be like, "Holy crap!" We're like, "Oh my god, guys, they like us."
0: That's amazing. And then of course the Emmy nomination to follow.
3: Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, I literally fell on the ground. Was hyperventilating. It it was so nuts. But well deserved. Like, oh my gosh, thank you guys so much. Yeah, we uh, we got on the shortlist, which was like basically like the top fifteen. Somebody's got fact checked. I'm pretty sure it's the top fifteen. And so then where I was like, oh my God, we're on like, like out of hundreds of submissions, we're like on the top 15. Like that's nuts. And then when they announced it, I was watching the live feed and it only did like the actors. And I was like, oh, the crap, like where's our stuff? And then my friend calling me and she's like, Oh my god, you made it and I was like, Where is this information? <laughs> and so I like pulled up and I was like, Oh my god, that's my freaking name. Like, oh, that's good so like hyperventilating crying and like my parents, I'm calling them and it was nuts. <laughs> that's so cool. there was no work that got done that day. So. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it was a ton of fun and just going, like it was so much fun to just be around all of these people that had made it down to the top five mm. and you know, sharing, sharing it with star Trek and game of Thrones and uh, man in the high castle. And all like, it was just so exciting to be within like your little family of visual effects. People being like, Hey guys, like we're making some pretty cool stuff out there. Yeah. And and like you, you said, it, is, it was a
0: lot of other streaming shows.
3: Yeah. I mean, we were the only broadcast show, so it was, um, it was awesome. Like it was so cool to be a part of that. And uh, I mean, now we're streaming, but
0: yeah, it's
3: fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It's almost like the streaming is now the reward. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, To talk about some kind of more specific things within the two-parters, there are uh, other things that are within the episode outside of the space battle, because there's so much cool stuff in the episode in general.
3: I know. Everybody's like, oh, the space battle. And I'm like, guys, we like ejected a freaking shuttle at quantum and nobody died. Like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) nobody's talking about that. But like, Even
0: (laughs) even something as small as like the opening scene where we see them playing bullet on discs. Yeah like when you're when you're creating that visual, I imagine they're looking at nothing during that,
3: yeah, I mean it's a really cool prop that uh Brian Rogers made, and honestly, we were like, "What is candy crush in space?" and mm. uh we kind of just made that into its thing, and like we made up our own like little side of rules, and we told them like, "Well, if you do this, this happens, and then you win uh <laughs> And so, I mean, obviously, like, it was written in a certain way. It wasn't just like, oh, we'll see what happens. Like, obviously, Isaac wins everything because he's a robot. But, uh, but yeah, it was super cool to kind of make up something that they interact with. And then kind of having the reaction afterwards when they saw it was mm. like, oh, that's what we were doing. That's so cool. <laughs> we're like. <laughs>
0: How difficult is it to sync up their, like, movements and mannerism with, with the actions of the game?
3: Uh, Well, actually, it. It's not that bad because we actually are backing into something. It would be a lot harder if they were trying to guess what we were going to do sure. and then like have that weird, you know, pull and tug of like, well, maybe it's not right. So it's not, it, I would actually prefer to have, you know, backing into an action or like tracking back into something that's going to be the end goal because at least we know what it's going to look like at the end of the day, not mm. depicted by what we need to do. So, which is a lot of visual effects is, this is what you need. This is what we did. Now we'll make the two into one. <laughs> yeah.
1: I read somewhere that you spend time on set when they're filming to hopefully help make the process smoother. Was this one of the situations where you saw them play the game on set?
3: Uh, I was not specifically there for that, uh, mm-hmm. because we were a little hot in the first few episodes. But yeah, I mean, all between me and Brandon and now Eric, um, it just kind of depends on like if Brandon needs to review assets and ships and models and all that kind of stuff, he'll be doing that and I'll help take on you know not a huge space battle but uh if you know they're doing something and they need just an eyeball out because mm-hmm. again we are shooting everything in space <laughs> um then I'll go over there and I'll hang out with them or sometimes we'll do kind of just like split units so there'll be one here on the lot and there'll be one in another location somewhere else and I'll help manage like the onset team or I'll help schedule you know scans or whoever else one knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do get to go out there a couple times and uh it's always fun Cause there's like new faces and people that you only get to see during production. And then when they're gone, you're like, Oh, I guess it's just us now. Yeah. <laughs> and they have really good snacks. So that's all <laughs> piece to get out of the office. That's always a good reason to go. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's really cool. Like I, I, when I went to college, it was always like, Oh my gosh, like we're in Hollywood, we're in LA. And like, Oh, how do, how do they even do it? And it's like, everybody's just so friendly and like, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Like you kind of just want to have like a reality show of people just kind of like hanging out, waiting for stuff to happen. And then when it happens, it's like this crazy, like robot of like, all right, lights are going, cameras going. All right, everybody, special effects are blowing up stuff. Okay. Turn off. But it's like all silent, So there's no like <laughs> grandiose music, but it's like, it happens so like robotically where like the machine is making, making movies. And you're just like, yeah. wow, this is so cool. Cause two minutes yeah. ago, we were all making coffee talking about like, something super dumb that we found on the internet and now we're like making a movie. Like this mm-hmm. is so nice. <laughs> I would totally awesome. watch that
0: behind the scenes to see
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> all yeah. the things.
0: That would be amazing. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. And some like I mean we're all family. Like, you know, we we pick on each other a little bit. So it's always funny to like, oh it's your birthday. Oh, we all forgot. And then like surprise Kasar, there's a huge birthday cake for you. <laughs> like uh so it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, that really is it. Like we're we're a really big family. In space and uh i don't know it's kind of cool sometimes i forget that we're making a tv show
0: <laughs> that's kind of the best job to have though right yeah
3: yeah no it's a lot of fun i wouldn't do anything else <laughs> uh
0: another thing in the the show that i always wonder about too is because we see there the video screens like when they do a video call or whatever and mm-hmm. calls the admiral he calls halsey in this one yeah. and uh i always wonder like what the process is for the filming of that do they have like Victor Garber record a video first, and then that plays off screen while Ed interacts with it as he's hearing it because he's clearly not looking at it right there.
3: What are you talking about? <laughs> of course, he's on the screen. More emerging breaking. now. Yeah. <laughs> the fourth wall. <laughs> of course, he's there. We're totally calling him in from space central. Uh, <laughs> no, well, it, I mean, it kind of just depends. Like, uh, it just depends on what's available. So. Uh, if you know obviously Ted was Ted Danson was working on the good place so if mm-hmm. we can get all of his stuff in one day then we'll just have him go through and go through and it's great because then we can have them act against it but otherwise it's a very lucky ad that gets to read the lines and then Seth you know really helps set the pace and make sure that it's gonna you know back in well again but yeah I mean it, it really it's really what's available what we have what we don't have how to make it work and then just there you go <laughs> yeah and sometimes he calls in, you know, hey, guys, what's going on? <laughs> oh, am I on the screen today? All right, have a good day.
0: <laughs> you, have, uh, you have Yafit on the show, which is obviously a big visual effect as well. Yes. How is it working on something a little more freeform like Yafit compared to something that's a lot more mechanical that has like moving parts and things?
3: Well, in season one, they really established what Yafit is. So he is just this gelatinous guy, but he has very specific Yafit mannerisms. He mm. has very specific... Uh, Yafit like mouth movement and he has his own like little character so it's it's not really just he's not like Flubber where he kind of just like does whatever he does whenever we feel like it yeah. uh, he's very like that is his thing is he all of his movements are Yafit inspired so I mean kind of the same thing we'll either have Norm's voice or we'll have a really cool PA or uh, AD read it out for us and then we kind of just back into it but uh, we have a little like beanbag guy <laughs> that we put in for uh camera marking so that nobody's like making off it tiny when he needs to fill the screen okay. um and then yeah so we have like a little beanbag that hangs out there and it's kind of funny just to have those kind of pictures of the entire cast and it's like beanbag just like <laughs> hanging out again part of the behind the scenes yeah. <laughs> reality show of just everybody talking a beanbag <laughs> um yeah and then like when he goes into isaac there was is, we use a lot of different tools. So we'll use like a laser pointer so that everybody at the same time is following oh, wow. into mm-hmm. uh, Isaac. And then we'll use some special effects rigs to help, you know, interact with the body. Cause again, real is real. And yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot of brain power that goes behind even just shooting that little tiny sequence. It's a lot of moving parts. Yeah, and
0: even think to consider their eyeline for like, yeah. oh yeah, we can't see this non-existent gelatinous blob moving around right now.
3: Yeah, we have a lot of really good, like when the shuttle takes off, we have a lot of really good footage of uh, Brandon with a pole just like running across the <laughs> <laughs> running across the shuttle bay. And I'm just like, Brandon, what are you doing, man? He's like, they need an eyeline tool. And I was like, if you are the shuttle, you want the shuttle, my friend. <laughs>
1: um, I've always wondered because I've seen... In movie making, they have the tennis ball that moves across the screen. I was wondering with a character like Yoffit, it's interesting to hear that uh, he's a beanbag and a laser pointer. <laughs> uh, do you ever get attached to any of these computer generated characters?
3: Uh, I mean, I love Yoffit; He's my favorite, just like him and uh, Gordon are my favorite, just like comedic breaks. Because sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, my God, this is so deep and dark. It's and yeah. like, oh, my God. And then you're like, ah, there's a fart joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank God. And I don't know, it's just I, I really like him. But I think I also have a soft spot because like I feel like the visual effects is a character in the show. So we're mm. like, Oh, we did such mm-hmm. a good job, guys acting, like our little guy made it. And the guys that do yaw fit over at Tippet, like <laughs> they're like so, they're like such cheerleaders for him too. They're like, How many more times can we put him in a shot? Come on, like give us more but yeah, I I like him. We liked we liked the headguns last season from yeah. uh Isaac and the Kalon, that was such a trip too. Like that nobody saw that coming either. And then in the last episode when they detach, we were just like, and they detach. All right, cool. <laughs> it made me feel like uh the last this recent Star Wars where the stormtroopers have jetpacks and they fly, and I was like, that was us when they were like the heads come off. <laughs> yeah. so, I yeah. feel you guys. <laughs> I can just imagine like the people over at ILM just being like, damn it like they can't just not fly like guys we're on space. like we're on all these crazy planets we're blowing things out like we don't need flying freaking stormtroopers
0: but they have toys to sell
3: yeah <laughs> yeah that's true i don't know if the kids would buy detachable eyes the kids that have guns i don't think so.
1: <laughs> there might be some adults that would like me so <laughs> probably <Yeah. laughs> maybe maybe
3: honestly maybe yeah we'll- We'll
0: see what happens. <laughs> well, one of my favorite scenes in the in the episode is the Orville's arrival on K1 Yeah. Because you get to see a lot of things within that scene that you don't normally see in the show as a whole. Like for one, just seeing the Orville in daylight yeah. is such a different experience. Like seeing the sun rays hitting people on the side of face and everything. As yeah. the Orville's coming in, you see the shadows, of the buildings being cast and it's gorgeous. I love the lighting in that scene. How much? planning and consideration goes into every (laughs) little touch because I was looking like meticulously and it's just so beautiful.
3: Oh yeah. No. I mean, again, it's, it's like the yacht laser pointer. Like it's so much, there's just so much going on behind the scenes. Of, you know somebody's like rolling stuff across the light this light's like moving up and down and the actors are like okay like you gotta act scary like even though it's not like it's not like dark and creepy it's like fully lit and robotic yeah, so you're yeah. not like oh what's gonna happen but this is supposedly potentially one of the most dangerous non-biological inhabitants in the entire known galaxy like well, we don't know what's gonna happen they could just like thanos snap in the middle of nowhere and well, well that's the end of it like see you guys later so i, I was really cool to have like a creepy a creepy scene in full daylight so that you can see everything because i think some of the more scarier like anticipation like hold your breath moments are when you can see everything mm-hmm. and you have no idea what else could possibly happen i mean i guess it's the same if it's totally dark you don't know what's happening but i just think I was it was so cool and to land on a planet that we've never even like remotely thought about landing on is like so crazy and it's just down the street in LA we made it into a totally different <laughs> It was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of planning and yeah, I mean, it was just crazy. The the amount of logistics and meetings and manpower, brain power, artistic power behind again, just like having everybody be on the same bridge we've all been on, but like yeah. now it's during the day. And the same thing we busted out of the water. Uh, in the final, in the finale, like that was the same thing as we had to like, in eh, now we're in daylight again, yeah. which is so cool. Like you said, like we always see it with dark and stars and maybe a planet here and there, but, uh, yeah, it was something cool. And, uh, yeah, it was really awesome to, you know, have these experiences on the show as well as have them within the show story as well.
0: I imagine you get to have a little fun as you're creating these. Are there any Easter eggs that you've kind of like tucked in, that maybe you haven't revealed to people.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the only Easter egg that I myself put in there yeah. was when pretty sure her name is Laura, her phone, when they turn it on for the first time. Yeah. Uh the time is one forty-three. And I was like, one four three, I love oh, you guys. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and so yeah. it's like very tiny like split second of like and I was like, he said, do you like care what time? And he was like, Oh, this looks good. And I was like, perfect.
0: Yeah. That's super cool.
3: It was my little like snippet of a love letter to all of my Orville family and fans. That's so nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and in the appropriate episode too, really. And they
3: like fall in love. And yes. I was like, oh, nobody knows yet, but I know. <laughs>
0: that's so good.
3: So yeah, no, that that's the only one that like was on purpose. I'm sure sure brandon put some stuff in there. yeah
0: <laughs> no, everyone likes to put their little stamps and signatures on everything i'm sure
3: mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's a, a brandon is in that episode too
0: that's right he's at the uh the party scene
3: yeah okay i was, I was like hopefully everyone else has seen that <laughs> <laughs> like he's gonna hate me if i'm like hey, here's the acting thing real um <laughs> yeah no he's in there too so <laughs> those are a little a little hey guys, what's up? <laughs>
0: Is there is there anything about uh, the two part of identity that you'd like to say that's like maybe not specifically visual effects related? Like, do you have thoughts about the episode as a whole in general?
3: Um, I feel like I was so engulfed into it. <laughs> it's
0: hard to separate from it. it right? I was
3: like, oh yeah. I mean, it was it was cool to kind of see a different like a different version of Isaac because he is like the only robot that we have on the ship. Um, so to see kind of where his like lineage and his history comes from, and then also know that he has a robotic ability to be like, wait, good versus bad. Like, well, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really cool. And like not too far from the near future of robots knowing like <laughs> what's good versus bad, and sure. hopefully they choose right for, for our own sake. Um, so yeah, it was kind of it was kind of cool. Like I, the the underlying story there is really cool that like not only humans have these like you know yes or no or gray area brains. Like there's there's other organisms that you kind of have like the same thought pattern and whether it's emotional or not if it's just ones and zeros or if it's you know love or hate you know it's all kind of in the same in the same language
0: that is kind of the interesting debate isn't it like yeah do they have emotions it's like if they do is it their version like who's to say where our emotions come from
3: exactly Mm -hmm. like who who is to depict like what is good or what is bad depending on what you know so, like, as far as we know, the Kalon, you know, think that everything's bad because they had a bad experience. Like, <laughs>
2: Yeah.
3: And then we are like, well, the Kalon are bad because they don't like us because we don't like them. Like, it's, it's. I don't know. I feel like that's the general, like, five languages. There is good and there is bad and there is kind of an in-between. Yeah. But, like, mm-hmm. which side, which, which shoe are you putting on? <laughs>
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, because the Orville does ask a lot of philosophical questions this is totally unrelated are you a fan of sci-fi in general
3: i i came on because i love comedy yeah. <laughs> my favorite sci-fi is baseball
1: so <laughs> that's nice yes
3: <laughs> um yeah i everybody is like oh you guys are the new star trek and i'm like or oh, we're just a different sci-fi show like we would you're like Star Trek does their thing and we're doing our thing mm-hmm. and we're all in this galaxy together and there's tons of room for everybody don't worry Star Wars is over there making the land of Disneyland like we're all good mm-hmm. Um but yeah I'm I'm not a hardcore like I can't begin to tell you anything about anything yeah that's okay <laughs> which I feel like maybe they needed they were like this chick she's a noob perfect no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because I, I know I looked at your body of work and you've worked on American Horror Story, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and one of my personal favorites, Barry. Yes! <laughs> what, what is it like working in so many different genres of visual effects?
3: I, I, love, I love it because I have such a diverse toolbox that I can bring with me. When I interviewed for this job, I was working on American Horror Story, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Barry, super troopers too. Like I was working on all of those at the same time. And uh it was just kind of this like, oh well, you are kind of well versed in all types of different televisions. So you don't just do this one and we're gonna hope that you can just deliver this one type of show. Like you know how fast like American Horror Story is like literally just like a week or two to turn over things, but then on the other side like a feature takes, you know, six months to do. So I I like it and it also gives me experience on different, like, different themed shows, different types of shows, different tempos, different speeds. And then I just get to meet all kinds of cool people. Like, <laughs> I think that's my favorite part. When I first started, I really wanted to be like on Mike and Molly or uh, like Two and a Half Men. Like I really liked mm-hmm. multi-camera sitcom. Mm-hmm. And as I like kind of got into things, I realized that, oh no, I just like working. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, it doesn't matter what it is. I just like working. I'm not a big fan of you know like gore and clowns and like horror, so it was very interesting to then be attached to American Horror Story for so long. And, um, but we did it, and it looks super cool, and they <laughs> were nominated for an Emmy when I was on that too, so that was cool, um, which was really awesome because the same team that is over at Fuse is led by Tommy Tran, and when I was just a little, little editor on American Horror Story, we went to the Emmys together, and he won, and uh, came all the way full circle, and he got to go with us to the Emmys Aww, for Orville. That's nice. And that's awesome. uh, it was tons of fun. And we had like been a really good moment. <laughs> if we would have won full circle, everybody lives halfway ever after. But now we just have to try again. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: As we uh, start to wrap things up, because we don't want to take too much of your time. Is there anything that we can plug for you, social medias or anything in general, really? Whatever you'd like.
3: Um I mean I'm really just so excited to be a part of the the Twitter world because you guys are so much fun out there and you guys are such the little breath of fresh air of hope that we need sometimes. Oh. <laughs> sometimes we're just like oh man like today is not a good day and then we're like oh Pedro made little fan arts of us we're so cool <laughs> or we'll like just like see that Tony is like hey guys love you we are like we love you like <laughs> So we're just so excited to be a part of it. That's really all that I have. Available great, yeah. that you guys would be Interested <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love the fact too That you can name specific people and I Know exactly mm-hmm. who you're talking about Me too. Because it is yeah. that tight oh. knit Of a community oh on social media It's crazy but I love
3: mm-hmm. it oh, And it doesn't matter if I'm posting like A funny dog meme or like Hey guys secret Orville, fit, Like picture of me and the guys on blue screen What's up <laughs> like everybody just Is like Brooke is so cool and I was like no I'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a girl in an office doing some stuff, um, but yeah. And Bruce, Bruce has a little Instagram. If everybody gets excited about that, I think he's Junior underscore Bruce Wayne, um, and he has better. a lot of fun. Stuff. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told that he's uh, people's favorite person to follow on Instagram just because he takes a lot of smell fees where it's just his nose and all of <laughs> his fur. <Aww. laughs> Yeah, Bruce does that by himself. Like uh, he's got to get off the internet, guys.
2: It's- <laughs> <laughs> he's out of control.
3: He's addicted yeah. to all these he, likes. He's and... addicted. Yeah, I don't know. He's just checking out all those dog butts, and I got I gotta put parental <laughs> got to put parental filters on that.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> like Bruce, when he's like, no, I don't look at it.
0: Well, thank you so much for uh, <laughs> for chatting with us. Uh, this has been absolutely wonderful. Uh, the insight is fantastic so i'm sure we'll we'll come back and ask you to come back on again because i'm sure there's going to be some excitement coming out of season three as well
3: oh yeah i mean we're just really trying to keep it pretty low key this season like (laughs) we're just gonna really explore every single room of the ship just so you guys know what's happening (laughs) i'm okay with that by the way. (laughs) We're just going to close all the windows and just really focus on us. <laughs> no, it's going to be great. I can't wait for you guys to see it. It's uh, it's I know everybody's very anxious, but it's going to be totally awesome. And uh, as you can hear and see from my very covered whiteboard. <laughs> well,
0: we certainly look forward to it.
3: Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a ton of fun. Thank you guys for reaching out. This is so much fun. Again, I like to talk to people, as Delane is listening here, that aren't in my office or
0: Bruce. Human contact! (laughs) Yes! Oh
3: my god, people!
0: (laughs) Quantum Drive is a production of The Geek Generation. If you like this show, be sure to check out our other podcasts on The Geek Generation Network at thegeekgeneration.com.
1: If you'd like to support the show and get access to exclusive bonus podcasts along with other perks. You can visit our Patreon campaign at thegeekgenerationcom support.
0: You can follow Quantum Drive on Twitter at Quantum Drive Pod and me at The Rob Logan.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at Play Katie Play and on Twitch at Katie Peters Plays. And Katie is spelled K A T I E.
0: Please rate the show and write a review on Apple Podcasts. If you do, we may read your review on an upcoming episode.
1: Finally, questions and comments can be sent to Quantum Drive at thegeekgeneration.com.
0: We're out of here for now, but we'll see you soon in In the the future. future.